This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on silver stars. She pulled my hand with my lipstick on, in a glass of purple dry. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday morning. Once again, I'm immensely grateful and stoked. I'm joined by another phenomenal guest. This is going to be a very fun interview, actually. And before I turn it over to unscripted dialogue, as I always do, just given the base of how expansive this show is, 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads, I'm just going to plug a little bit about my guest, uh, fellow Canadian, love my Canadians. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Ricky Forbes. So who's Ricky Forbes? Well, for some men, exploring doesn't just mean discovering a new patio or finding out if the boss allows shorts at the office. It means getting dirty, risking some skin, and pushing the limits. Ricky Forbes is exactly that kind of guy. A Saskatchewan, Alberta Canadian native, Ricky is in the driver is the driver for one of North America's top professional storm chasing teams, star of the show Tornado Hunters, and the host of Woods Canada's Greatest Explorer. After a few stifling years in finances, Forbes, who grew up riding dirt bikes and snowboarding in rural Saskatchewan, ditched the rat race in favor of driving directly into some of the wildest storms on the planet. When not hunting tornadoes, you will find Ricky exploring our beautiful earth and pursuing the next biggest action adventure he can get his hands on. Ricky, welcome. How are you? Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Well, this is lovely. Uh, this is just fantastic. I was really quite... Uh, honored and taken aback the fact that you reached out to me and followed me on Twitter and this kind of led to this happening. So I just want to say this is such an honor to have you here and uh, this show is all about personal empowerment, authentic leadership, embracing your life of passions, relinquishing fear and uh, yeah. and I think you've kind of honed that quite nicely for your life. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Like uh, I'm sure as you know, it's always a uh... A work in progress, but do my best trying to chase that passion. Well, you know, for our listening audience, I'm sure they would, again, because of how expansive this show reaches, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit, as I always do, turning it over initially to my guests. I'm always interested in the inception of the journey. And clearly you're somebody probably from when you were a young boy growing up at different stages in your life probably you were always adventurous, and I think children at large are. And so what's lovely for me is to see a grown-up adult who has nurtured and held on to that spirit. And I love what you're doing with your life. I love how you step into it all the time. Uh, so let's hear a little bit about how this all came to be for you. Sure. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, blessing you. But, yeah, growing up, um, I was always into sports. Uh, so whether it's organized sports, such as hockey or football, whatever else. And then I got into the action sports. So like dirt biking, snowboarding, and uh, I just loved the creativity and the outdoor adventures that came with it and hanging out with friends and kept pushing it. 
And then I became 18 years old, graduated from high school, and the next step, I thought, was go to university, get a degree, and become an adult. <laughs> and I did all that, and I came out at 24 years old, and I tried it a little bit, and I wasn't happy. Um, I realized, I, I read a book around the time, I read a few different books, and about uh, like, kind of like just pushing your limits, getting the most out of life, and I realized I only have like 60 years left on this planet, give or take. Not, not being dark, but just that's mm-hmm. the truth. And uh, I wanted to make the most of it. Now, granted, I don't want to be in debt or anything for the rest of my life. I don't want to kill myself. But I want to chase things that make me happy. And uh, I want to be excited to get out of bed every morning. Now, I wasn't sure if that's possible. And I still sometimes struggle. But I keep working towards uh, that goal. So that led to pursuing down the road of action sports. So I was doing lots of skydiving, rock climbing, competing in different sports. And then I got approached uh, by a storm chasing team that was looking for a driver and they thought it'd be a good fit. I had no idea you could actually <laughs> storm chase. <laughs> of course, like many people, I've seen Twister in the list of me, but I saw that 20 years ago. And uh, if you haven't seen Twister, it's a movie about yes. storm chasing. And uh, so I saw that. Anyway, they, yeah, they told me it's possible. They do it. And I saw some of their pictures and videos. And I'm like, holy smokes. And we went down to Oklahoma. I saw my first tornado, and I was hooked. And I've been doing that for the last five years, as well as doing my adventures on top of that. Amazing. Wow. And so for all the storms that you've seen, all the tornadoes, everything, you know, where is your favorite place to go? Where do they get hit the largest? Where is it the most exciting for you? Where do you find yourself coming alive and it being more electric? Ooh, that's a tough one. Well, in case your listeners don't know, uh, Tornado Alley is in, uh, runs up to runs up the center of the United States. It starts off in the bottom of Texas and comes up through centers, so like Oklahoma, Nebraska, Kansas, North and South Dakota. And then it comes into Canada, touching on Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. And this is where the most tornadoes in the world happen. An average of 12 to 1,500 tornadoes a year happen right here in this spot in Canada, United States, that we call Tornado Alley. So this is where we spend all of our time storm chasing. Wow. But the big show where you get the big tornadoes would be um, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska area. Wow. And and so have you and your crew ever had any close calls as far as your own safety being in jeopardy? Uh, we, have, we have. Yeah, we have had some close calls. Uh, when we're out there, we're taking pictures and videos. And often I get the question, are you guys doing it for science? Or, well, I'll tell you the truth, 99% of the science that could be done on tornadoes was done pretty much when Twister was made. It's very tough to do much more research. Tornadoes, we've learned a lot about them, and we've increased lead time warnings. That means that now the public, if a tornado's coming their way, they're going to know about an hour beforehand rather than five minutes. Mm-hmm. But that's about, about as much research as we can do. So now we're out there, we're doing pictures and videos. So we document these tornadoes, and we want to show you the coolest storm pictures and videos you've ever seen. So that's what we're doing. But to do that, we have to get close, and uh, we are pushing the limits. Now, that said, we do mitigate our risk. We have a bulletproof truck. has a full roll cage. Um, if any of your listeners aren't familiar with it, you can go to tradohunters.com, and you'll see everything about our team and our truck and our pictures and videos and what we do. So we have a bulletproof truck, roll cage, and we also have live onboard satellite and radars that can tell us our GPS location and the location of the tornado. 
Wow. So, and, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. So, so in terms of being able to quickly pounce on the scene when you know that something's hitting, you know, geographically, time-wise, like, are you on call 24-7? How does this work in terms of geographically getting to where you need to be and capturing it at the onset of everything happening? How does this all work time-wise? <laughs> yeah, it's about as rough as you can imagine. Um <laughs> That, I think that's actually why I'm storm chasing is there's nobody else that wants to do it. <laughs> uh, lifestyle wise, it's tough. Um, there's times that we'll be sitting up in Canada, which is home for me, and we'll see that Texas is about to get uh, some major storms in two days. Well, it takes two days to drive there. So now if we just found out and we just saw the weather system moving in off the Gulf of Mexico, it's time to hop in the truck, gear up, and we drive for the next two days straight, day and night, to get down there. Now, sometimes it will work out, and we will get the storm footage we need, and sometimes it doesn't work out, and then we'll check the radars again, and we'll find out that Alberta is about to get hit, and then we're driving all the way back across North America to get to another storm. So we spend over six months a year on the road traveling all across North America going after these trails. And, uh, yeah, lots of times we're away from friends and family, but that's what it takes to do this job. And so that's fascinating. And you're right. I don't know anybody else who does what you do. <laughs> you're, you're very unique and very distinct in that category. So, uh, wow. Do you ever get sought out specifically by meteorologists in terms of being invited? Uh, like I know you do a lot of guest appearances. Like I know you've been interviewed by a lot of local networks. But do you have any kind of special relationship with meteorologists or anybody else at a different level within the industry or business who is uh, – uh, hones in on storms and and talks about tornadoes. Like, do you work closely with a different select group of people? Yeah, absolutely. It's a uh, it's a small community of storm geeks. Now, as much as often um, we compete against each other, uh, there are other storm chasing teams and other meteorologists out there trying to get footage for their own networks. And as much as we compete with each other, we're still friends because if you're not friends with each other, then you have no friends out there. Right. So, uh, yeah, we're friends with all the major meteorologists across Canada, the United States. And to tell you the truth, most of them um, are storm chasers. If they're not, they're closet storm chasers. And they're watching our footage and they're watching our live stream. And sometimes we'll be on the road and then all of a sudden we'll get an email from, like, a leading meteorologist. And they would be like, you're making a big mistake. The storm's going to go this way. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Because lots of times these meteorologists, they know more than we do. Because actually nobody in our team is a meteorologist. Um, we just learned what we need to to chase the storms. That's interesting. I would have thought there would have been somebody meteorologist based in your little camp there. No, no. Uh, we actually all have business backgrounds. Um, <laughs> we just learned. Uh, we learned and did the research we need to do to figure out uh, how to chase storms. Like chasing storms is a very small portion of the meteorology uh, facet. So we just learned that small part that we need to know on how to track down these storms and chase them. Okay. And so do you find yourself, you know, I imagine for something like that, the novelty really does not wear off because it would be different and you're in the thick of it every single time. So do you get that immediate rush every time you show up? Absolutely. And even on the way there, you never know um, and not to be um, – what's the word, dramatic about it, but 
when we're storm chasing, when you wake up, this morning could be the biggest day of your life. You're not quite sure what's going to happen. It's always kind of a rush. Like You have to go into the field every day with everything in place. Your truck has to be top-notch. Your cameras have to be top-notch. Everything has to be working perfectly because this might be the best footage you've ever gotten. You don't know how it's going to play out, and that is the exciting part. Sometimes it is the best of your life, and sometimes it's the worst of your life because nothing happens. The storm storms show up, and you just watch blue skies all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, we go out there, and sorry, I got off track there. But yeah, when we do show up and the storms got, start going off, you can feel the energy. Like If you aren't excited yet, once you get underneath these storms, there's so much energy, so much electricity in these storms, the hairs on your body stand up. You can feel wow. the electricity. And then you feel that storm feeling. If you ever felt it, it's very humid, it's kind of warm. Yes. And then it starts to, yeah, absolutely. It starts to calm down. And you can smell it. And the birds stop chirping and something's up. It feels like a monster is about to come. And then you start seeing those dark clouds roll in. You see blues and greens. And if you go out a, a big supercell storm that can create a tornado, when you start to see the clouds start to cycle around and uh, hopefully drop down tornado in an open field in front of you. Wow, sounds like Carmageddon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, close. Yeah. Right. No, you 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 depicted that quite. My senses came alive when you uh, described that. That was really well done. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I kind of going back to a little bit of what you just said there in terms of. Um, you know, you're busy all the time and, you know, there would be other things to do knowing that you could get the call or you have to be on the road or you have to show up at any given time. So making sure that your cameras and everything's in top-notch condition. The image that just kind of struck to mind when you said that is I, I, I kind of parallel that a little bit with, say, people in EMS, you know, like there's not a fire to go to or, you know, an ambulance doesn't necessarily need to be dispatched, but you're still cleaning your vehicles. You're, you're, you're doing all these things behind the scenes. It's still kind of 24 seven job related, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I wouldn't compare myself to them. They do amazing work, but it is a similar idea where your gear has to be in top notch condition because you'd hate for anything to fail in a moment of need. Right. And so, yeah. When you go out there for all the like, have you tracked how many storms you've actually been a part of? You've 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 chased. Do you know the number? Oh, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen eighty-five tornadoes in my life. Wow! Um, but I've tracked hundreds of storms. Just not every storm produces a tornado. True. True. Yes. Yeah. And when you have shown up for any of uh, those 85, have you have you seen, unfortunately, have you seen any carnage like houses, you know, people be disrupted, people de- be displaced, anybody unfortunately hurt? Have you ever had to witness or be a part of that? Yeah, you know, we have. We don't too often talk about it. Um, that's not why we're out there storm chasing. We're out of there to sensationalize that. And as soon as something. Yeah, and as soon as something like that happens, like um, we have had a few situations where we'll, we'll catch a tornado in the middle of an open field, and these tornadoes can sometimes last for two, three hours, and we'll track it all the way to it's about to hit until it does hit a city or part of a city. And so while we know it's going to be going that way, because we can uh, anticipate where it's going to be tracking to, where it's going to be going to, that we'll call in warnings. And so we'll call a police office in surrounding towns that could be possibly in its path. So we'll call, um, you know, call police officers, radio stations, TV stations, anybody and everybody who can get the message out that this storm's coming their way and the people need to get to safety. So we're out there giving warnings. We're live streaming it so people in the area can see exactly what's happening. And in the event that it does hit a city, 
while we're there to do search and rescue and first aid. Um, we shut the cameras off, and it's time to get to work. Um, not that we're obligated, but it's kind of well, it's, it's humanity, and it's kind of an unwritten rule being a storm chaser that if you're going to chase these storms, you got to take the good with the bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I just want you to know for the fact that I asked that question, and I'm not looking to sensationalize anything. I'm just trying to get a sense of the extremes of the conditions and what you've had to be exposed to and, you know, that being part and parcel of the job. And you're right. You do have to take the good with the bad. So I'm just trying to give listeners a complete picture of what the bigger picture looks like for some of the things you've perhaps had to contend with. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, sorry, no, I didn't mean to... So oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, there's no personalizing here. I'm just clarifying. So um now how does your family feel about this? Not just for the length of time that you have to be away from home. You mentioned like, you know, half the year. Um, but in terms of the line of work that you're doing, knowing that you're putting yourself in harm's way and it's risky every single time you get a call out for this, um, do they become desensitized? Have they, is there an acceptance towards this? Is there like phone calls going off? Let me know you're okay. Or like, what, what's that end of the reality like for you? Yeah. You know, uh, off the bat, friends and family, um, did have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, absolutely love doing it and it's not just and of course there's the thrill of it but getting to uh take pictures and videos and share this with the world there's so much purpose and passion in it um and it's undying it's undying. Like, I, I feel just excited about storm chasing now that's when i first started and they came to see that and now that i'm able to make a career doing it and i travel around speaking about it they get it and they support it now that said um my mom does require a phone call or a text message every time we start storm chasing and every time we're done. Because if she sees us on the news before she's gotten a phone call, mm. she's not impressed. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes if there's a big tornado, we might be the ones that got the footage up there and you'll see us in there. Um, and if she sees that on the news, yeah, she that's happened before. She wasn't happy. <laughs> well, um, but yeah, understood. Oh, sorry, Glenn? Understood. I'm a mother. I completely get that. Yeah, uh, but that's, a, that's actually a really good point. I never thought about that. But a lot of my, besides my mom, I'd say a lot of my friends and family are pretty desensitized to what we do. We've uh, we've done so many times and had good luck doing it. That I never tell them the stories where there's bad luck. Um, for right. example, we do we do see a lot of sites, and like I said, we come across cities that do get hit. But I'm not going to share those stories with them. Um, but yeah, there's always there's always that possibility. Mm-hmm. But we do our best to avoid that. And do you mind me asking, do you have children? I don't know. Okay, because I was just going to kind of insert a little bit of a joke there, and, and it would be kind of weird and different and unique if you did. And it was job shadowing day for the parent on the job. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyway. No, yeah, that would be a little uh, a little out there. But um, so, tell us a little bit about your other show. What's going on with your other program that you yeah, host? Yeah, so right now, right now, I'm in the middle of filming uh, Woods Canada's greatest, uh, Woods Canada's greatest explorer. And the concept of that was finding twelve of the top adventures out here in Canada and pitting them against each other in some rigorous outdoor challenges, going to some of the most beautiful places in Canada doing some of the wildest uh, challenges. So uh, we're halfway through right now. We just finished up in Eastern Canada. Now we're on to Western Canada. And uh, yeah, we've, 
We've whirled down. Some have been eliminated. And the show starts airing tomorrow, actually. But we're still filming the final parts of it. Oh, fantastic. Well, this is good timing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. And um, so do you know going into these things, like how many, how long of a, a run you're going to get at this in terms of, you know, it being televised? Uh, do you know, how, do you have a sense of this? Is this contracted? Um, it is in the sense that it's, uh, so for example, this is a, uh, well, I'm contracted for one season. I knew it was a couple months to film it and be a part of it. And uh, that's what it's right now. We'll see how it goes and where they want to go from there. And how, how do you juggle those two schedules? Like, say, for example, you're doing behind-the-scenes filming before it gets yep. launched and aired for Woods Canada's Greatest Explorer. But in the interim, there's a storm brewing, but you've already made a commitment. Like, how do you, how do you balance that? You know, in that moment, I have to skip the storm. Okay. It, yeah, it, it, it hurts, but, uh, yeah, there are other uh, commitments that come up as well, um, such as uh, speaking engagements. We do lots of speaking to school, <clears throat> I mean, speaking to schools, universities, business functions, and those take precedence over the storm chasing. Because ultimately, um, I love storm chasing, but it's an avenue to make a career um, out of everything associated with it. And so when you have the chance to uh, bring home a paycheck, we like to take that as well. Absolutely. Totally get that. And so for somebody who's obviously a bit of an adrenaline junkie, what is what is on the list of adventurous activities or uh, high-risk sports or, or anything else that would be out there that you have not yet endeavored to do, but it's on the list? Or have you crossed off that list? There's, you've done everything. Oh, no, no, no. I think that list will be never-ending. Actually, I just lined up um, to do paragliding. Oh, nice. So paragliding, yeah, I'm really excited. So, if, uh, yeah, if you're unfamiliar, it's, uh, it's like parachuting, except that you can glide for a long time. So you do in a parachute-type style. And uh, we have lots of mountains out here in Western Canada where I spend most of my time. And uh, so you can hike up to the top of a mountain run off the edge and paraglide down for an hour or two. And uh, that's my next uh, that's the next adventure. I'm going to um, hopefully conquer that this summer. Wow. And so for all of that, I mean, that, that takes quite the spirit. That takes bravery. That takes courage. Um, you know, is there, you're human still, so let's not forget that. What are you scared of? Are you scared of anything? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm scared of heights. <laughs> you gotta be kidding That's why me! I haven't. Oh no, no, I don't like heights. You don't like heights, but you're going paragliding. I love, I, I love challenges. Um, mm-hmm. For example, uh, when you're doing, when you're working out, if you're doing fitness, any kind of fitness, um, any person they have every has their different walls. I, um, and what I mean is, um, you're working out, and if you get to the end of the run, and it's just as most you can take. Your legs are burning. Your mind's telling you to stop. I love hitting that wall and proving to myself that I can go beyond. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get hurt doing it. I'm not gonna die. I can go beyond that wall. And I find that the same thing with fear or any limitations I put on myself. That there's always a way to go about something. If somebody else can do it, I can do it as well. And so, for example, this paragliding, I looked into it. I, I met somebody who was doing it, and I seek them out and I asked them how did they get into it, and. Uh, yeah, it was a certain amount of steps. Talk to this person, talk to this person, do this training, get this parachute for your body type, and 
yeah, you should be good to go. Now, granted, there is the fear of hopping off the cliff and testing that parachute. <laughs> just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as you've done your training and taken the best course of action you can and uh, to, just to mitigate any risk you can and being as least reckless as possible, um, why not? Like, I think uh, life's meant to be lived, you know what I mean? Okay, you're you're completely speaking my language now. I'm going to back up a little bit. You said some key things that, that are big in my world and uh, really comes out a lot on this show with guests, um, you know, because it doesn't matter if, you know, you do what you do or if you're an author, if you're a public speaker or whatever it is that you endeavor to do, you know, people have had to make a conscious decision at some point in their life to cross over and truly live the life they feel they're intended to live and to honor themselves. You have to embrace fear. If you're going to embrace passion, you have to relinquish fear or find a, you know, a marriage between the two that doesn't hinder you from fully reaching your potential. And as you say, living life. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to address that because, you know, for listening audience, there's always somebody out there who's listening, who gets inspired by somebody else's story, who's perhaps sitting on the fence. You know, there's something that they really feel a calling to do, but there's something also that, that for whatever the reason prompts them to talk themselves out of it, or they listen to other people who try to talk themselves out of it. So what you said was very key for listeners and for anybody who's endeavoring to do something, wants to relinquish fear, wants to embrace passion and totally get on board because, you know, as you said, and I, this is my mantra too, we're all going to die, you know, do what you want to do, do what you want to do and go out happy, go out happy. So, so when you get invited to speak to children, you know, outside of the obvious of, you know, letting it be known what you do and perhaps retelling a few of the stories of what's happened, you know, what's the theme around that for children that you like to impart to them? In terms of a bigger message. Oh, well, there's two. Um, one is chasing those dreams. I know that's a broad statement, um, but I guess I guess I'm more. I get into um, having a sense of delusion. Now, I sometimes have to break it, break that down more depending on the age group. But so often I get people saying. <laughs> that's not going to work or that's a bad idea or how do you even do that? And a lot of times I'm like, I don't know. Like I just, I wanted to, I saw the end goal and I kept pushing until it came. And I was listening to, I listen to motivational tracks quite often. And I was listening one day of the day and I was saying how, um, to accomplish things you never thought you're, you're going to accomplish. It takes delusion. Like you have to be willing to go into the unknown. And, and a great example was if you told me 200 years ago, you could walk into a room, flip a switch and the light was going to turn on, Mm -hmm. I would say you're delusional. If you told me that piece of steel was going to fly you over the ocean, I would call you delusional. But that is such a good point. Like you just never know what's possible. And I I don't mean to be preachy about it. I'm just like, you got to, you got to be willing to step into the unknown. There's going to be things that you don't know. You might not know how it's all going to end up or, what's going to happen or how the weather's going to go or how it's going to feel or if equipment's going to make it out, but you're going to give it your best shot and keep pushing. And what I always find so funny about things is that you almost never end up exactly where you intended. Um, and it almost always works out better because you meet people along the way that contribute something to it or you progress faster or down a different avenue that makes more sense. It's just, you just got to take that first step and then the next step and then the next step. 
and uh, yeah, absolutely, I find it eventually happens. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, that was a ramble. No, no, I love it. I because you know what? When you talk, when I this is what I love. When people talk about what they absolutely love, and they're so all in, and they're so full throttle, you know. And I'm like that when I talk about the things that I love. I I love it when I'm talking and I'm conversing like this, and I feel the synergy through radio. Although you and I have never met, and although we're connected here through Skype, and I can't see your face and whatnot, it's the energy. It, every le, everything in life is about energy, and we have a choice as to whether we surround ourselves, immerse ourselves in positive energy or negative energy. So when you're talking about the momentum, when you're talking about things aligning. Those things only happen when you're very clear about what you're doing and and what it is you choose to do and the fact that you choose to hone that every single day. So when I hear people, you know, call it verbal diarrhea, call it going on, going off on a ranch or whatever, I say, you know, don't do that. Don't discredit the spirit and the passion and the energy in which gets you all riled up because people need to see that you're walking your talk. People need people. That's the fire in the belly that people see and witness of other people. And they go, Oh my God, you know, that might not be what I want to do, but I want that energy. I want to be that charged up about my life. And as you said, waking up every single day, feeling that way and looking forward to what the day brings. So I love it. I love that you're fired up. Oh, thank you. And yeah, no, that very similar mindset. Absolutely. Amazing. And, um, so, so who are your mentors? I'm always interested to know who people's mentors are. My mentors, uh, I I take a number of different characteristics from different people. Uh, mother and father, absolutely. Um, both very, driven people, driven and humble, uh, and make it happen. Uh, I got that from my mom that you come up with an idea, figure it out right now. How, how are you going to get there? Like there's always a way. And just like, like any, any goal setting talks about that, like breaking it down. What's the first step? What's the next step? And if that step doesn't work out, what's the way around it? And mm-hmm. keep pushing forward. And no matter what people tell you, if somebody tells you it's too expensive or it's not going to work, just don't listen to them and just keep going. Keep your mouth shut and make it happen. And, Bingo. Uh, Bingo. Yes, exactly. So there's always a way. It's, it's, those, it's other people who are sitting idle that would love to love to slow you down, but you just got to keep walking past them. And uh, I know I love listening to motivational tracks, um, when, especially when I'm doing fitness. Uh, fitness is a big part of my life. I have to stay, uh, stay able and active to do the activities I do. And so I listen to these fitness tracks online uh, that are mixed with upbeat music. And there's lots of um, quotes and storytelling from like Muhammad Ali, uh, yes. Nelson Mandela, uh, movies. And then it kind of it trails off like like movie uh, movie quotes from like um, Sylvester Stallone, like when he's in, like, uh, in Rocky or mm-hmm. um, different people who train. They're very much in the same mindsets as people who want to push to be successful in their lives. It's just that there's so many different ways of looking at life and they're pushing that positive vibe that I love to always listen to every day when I'm doing my fitness regime. Absolutely. Beautiful. Love it. And, you know, so one of the questions I don't ask every single guest, uh, occasionally it comes up, it crops uh, across my mind because again, this is unscripted dialogue, but um, what is the legacy you choose to leave behind? How do you think you'll be characterized and remembered? Huh. You know, I don't know. Um, I don't know. You know what? 
I've never actually had this conversation with somebody, and I'm going to try it out right now, but I don't think I'm that concerned with leaving a legacy. Um, and you can, sorry, let me break that down for you then. It, that can be synonymous with message, uh, life example. I mean, you can throw in whatever you want in, in terms of what is it that you would wish to be remembered by? And it could be, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna feed you here. I'm gonna let you speak. Sure. Um, well, hmm. The biggest satisfaction I get in life is I love working with others to help them achieve things they thought they couldn't achieve. Um, for example, for a number of years, I was a snowboard coach. and I was a freestyle snowboard coach. So that means I would uh, sit in a snowboard park where there's jumps and rails and other stuff, and I would work with uh, youth, teenagers, um, to get better at it. Like I, I used to compete in freestyle snowboarding, and I became a coach. And I would help them achieve it, and they would tell me, they couldn't do this. And I'd, I'd work it through them. Like, do this step, do this step. It's going to come. You have a positive attitude about it. And a month later, all of a sudden, they're in the competition, and they're doing that trick. And they come up, and they're just so excited that they accomplish it. And they push through something they didn't think they could succeed. And that's what I love doing. And lots of times, I'm out doing activities, uh, whether it be rock climbing or hiking or snowboarding. I'm often out with friends. And uh, if I was somebody who is struggling a little bit, well, then I coach them through and I push them. And sometimes, a lot of times, it's because of a fear or a voice in their head saying they can't do it. But I walk them through it. I let them know there is a pathway to what they want to get to. And eventually, they do accomplish it. And to be a part of that process um, means the world to me. And I think that would something tied to that would be a, a legacy I would love to live. It's just, I don't know, somebody who's, who's there to be a friend and to help out others in achieving their goals. Love it. Beautiful. Oh, it makes perfect sense. And you know what? This is your story. This is your message. So of course (laughs) it makes sense. Of course it makes sense. And I think that's beautiful. So what I would be interested to know, a couple things, it's kind of connected, interconnected here. So you're you're obviously a go-go person. You've got high energy. You've got lots of goals, uh, very active, consistently active. Do you have a hard time relaxing? (laughs) <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and what, yeah, no, what would, sorry, go ahead. That's okay. So what would be the extent of what you would classify as relaxation that you feel that you've entered into that state of, you know, decompressing, downtime, all of that? Well, relaxing for me is I love just uh, walking along a riverbank and listening to the water, rushing, stopping, watching ducks or frogs or fish or beavers nearby, any kind of wildlife. I love just being in the outdoors, hearing the rustling of the trees, slowing down. Um, I guess I guess that is actually relaxing. I think that's a fine definition. Uh, I just, for me, um, relaxing doesn't uh, involve the definition of sitting inside. Um, I get really stir-antsy and, uh, yeah, anything in the outdoors, slowing down. So I can, I can do that. Um, but I think there is something now, not a doctor, but there is something to do with my body chemicals that I need. Um, I need, well, first and foremost, I need that workout every day, every day to release stress, to, uh, um, help myself work through everything, get the blood going. And there's also, uh, the thrills of pushing myself to do something that I didn't think was possible. So whether it be out hiking or biking or snowboarding, um, I know I need those few things in my life to keep everything in check and balance. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, well, what you said is actually true. I mean, and no, you're right. You don't have to be a doctor to know this. I know some people who are avid runners. It doesn't matter what the weather conditions are. If they don't run their 10K every day, they feel sick and they're off their game. So, yeah, yeah, so there's something to be said about that. And it's, it's, you know, it's the programming that your body's accustomed to, right? Your DNA? Yeah, for sure. So, work into that stage. Absolutely. And so have you been approached at all to write a book? I haven't, no. Not yet. No, no, I do. I do quite a bit of speaking. And, I, yeah, like I do some work on different shows, but that's about it. Okay. Would it interest you to write a book? Uh, I would love to. Um, I have thought about it. Uh, I, I don't quite know how I would like to do it, though. You know, I love reading motivational books and self-improvement books. And I would love to somehow tie what I've done so far into a message like that. Um, but just the idea of it, to tell you the truth, actually, it's funny. Now I'm not drinking my own Kool-Aid, but um, it seems like a really big task to accomplish. And I don't know where to start. Uh, I don't know who to ask. i got to look into that. Well, we can talk about that. I do stuff like that behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, but, uh, and I think there definitely is a tie-in. I mean, there's, you know, whatever it is you love, that's all connected to personal development, right? Because you're honing what you've done, you've made a commitment, um, you know, in terms of what you've shared with us here on radio about what you, when you go and talk to children and you tie that into the bigger lesson, the bigger picture of, you know, relinquishing fear and embracing your passions and, you know, get out of your own way. You know, don't let anybody, including yourself, talk you out of what it is you want to do. And so there's a huge, there's a huge, there's a huge connection to that. So I think you could tie that together quite beautifully, actually. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. That would mean a lot. I'd enjoy that project. Okay. And so given that you're out there in the public and, uh, you know, you're very visible, very visual, uh, what is it that people might surpri- be surprised uh, that they don't know about you outside of the persona, outside of the bio, outside of the public figure page, outside of, outside of? What What do you think people would be quite taken aback and, and surprised to, to realize about you? Uh, well, first and foremost, I get uh, how tall I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. How tall are you? Um, I'm 6'5". Okay. And so you hear that, but when you do me, I'm, I stretch every day. I'm pretty tall. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think uh, like I love doing what I do. I love being vocal. But at the same time, though, in more of a personal setting, um, I'm much more quiet, much more to myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I find a lot of people... I've met uh, so much myself are the same that uh, when the, when there's time to talk, they can talk. But uh, after that, they they kind of mind their own business, and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So are you? I'm, suggest- I'm not out to. I don't. I, I uh, how to put that? Um, to make that idea more clear. I, I do it for fun. I don't do it to feed my own ego. So when it's uh, when the when the lights are off, it's, it's fine. I have no problem. Keep it to myself and. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know what I mean? Like, you just go back to being another member of the public, and that's that. So are you suggesting you're more introverted than what people might think? Uh, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. But, yet, um, again, but there's, there's strong qualities of both in myself. There's strong qualities of being an introvert and strong qualities, obviously, of being Absolutely. an extrovert as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a term when you're kind of in the middle of the two, and I forget what that is off the top of my head, but I hear you. I'm the same way. 
Um, so do you have any actual daily rituals or mantras, any self-proclamations, anything that you start your day to set the tone with? Uh, you know, every day is so different. Um, mm-hmm. and just the fact that some days I'm storm chasing or some days I'm out camping or, um, uh, every day though, I love to just go and stand outside, grab, a, grab a cup of coffee, stand outside and just enjoy the sights and sounds of nature and breathing the fresh air for five to 10 minutes. And, uh, then I get my day started. And after that, um, one thing that always has to happen every day is my fitness regime. I love to turn on, um, like I was saying, I listen to the internet radio. I find soundtracks that have uh, motivational speeches intertwined with like rock music. And you do that with an awesome workout. And that's what it takes for me every day, at least just to keep the ball moving forward. Fantastic. And so before we close, because we're going to shortly be wrapping up here. It always goes way, way too fast. But where can people find you again and talk a little bit about the, the timing uh, and the time zone of your programs, when it's aired, how many evenings, what station? Sure. So right now um, there's two projects I'm working on. Tornado Hunters is a TV show about storm chasing, and it's airing on a channel called CMT, so it's Country Music Television. And for any information on that, you can just head to tornadohunters.com and find out where you can watch that. There's also episodes available online for free. And that project I'm working on right now, Woods Canada's Grace Explorers, awesome adventure show, traveling across Canada, showing you the most beautiful sites in Canada. You can find that online at woodsexplorer.ca. So starting tomorrow at woodsexplorer.ca, webisodes start, and there's tons of behind-the-scenes footage as well and a whole bunch of that. And for anything else you'd like to find out about me, you can go to rickyforbes.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y. dot com and all the products I'm working on, pictures, videos, the whole bit. Anything you want to find out about me, you can find out there. Fantastic, Ricky. And where do you see yourself a year from now? Oh, that's tough. You know, um, anything adventure-based, storm-chasing-based, I love. Yeah, lots of times, to tell you the truth, most of my life is pushing into the unknown. I just keep chasing those things I love and seeing what's available. Um, yeah, some, a project I'm pushing for right now is I love doing extreme sports. I love traveling the world. So I'm trying to figure out uh, a way of doing that uh, with a program or with different partners that we could travel the world, uh, doing some of the most extreme sports, and be able to take pictures and videos and show you those spots. Uh, of the world and the places I love to go. So we might be doing that in a year from now. Wow, beautiful. And so do you take the same crew with you, like the camera crew? Like, Do you, do you keep consistent with the same people that you're used to working with? Uh, so far it's been the same, uh, but the way the industry works is sometimes they'll change depending on who's involved. Lots of times there's four or five different uh, agencies and companies involved, so it's not, it, a lot of times it's not up to me, actually. It's just been luck so far that I've worked with the same same set of groups uh, the whole time. Okay. And yeah. are you are you branded to the point where you have, like, T-shirts, coffee mugs, all that kind of stuff? Uh, for Tornado Hunters? or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tornado Hunters, they have T-shirts and other memorabilia. Um, otherwise, uh, but yeah, that's about it. And where do people find those tokens? 
Again, TraderHunters.com. Perfect. Okay. Yes. So we're just about to wrap up here. Is there any last-minute uh, messages, any words of wisdom, anything inspirational that you would wish to impart to our listening audience? Again, given the base, it's 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Anything that you would last like to be remembered saying here on my show? Ricky. You know, what I, would, what I love to say and what I have to always remember every day as well is that every, every journey of whatever sort started with one step, whether it was climbing Everest or anything else. And if you, if it's, if it's fitness related and you want, if you say if you do want to run 10 kilometers, start with, if, if, it, if it hurts right now, start with maybe walking a kilometer today or walking half a kilometer. And then the next day, push it just an inch farther and then an inch farther. And just like with any other goal, there's always a, a way and a will to make it happen and uh, just takes that willingness to do so and chase that. Amazing. Have you ever thought about, uh, I, I just very clearly got this image, so I'm just going to share it. Have you ever sure. thought of uh, down the road opening up your own fitness camp for kids, adventurous outdoor fitness camp? Oh, I would love to. And actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I just uh, arranged some programs. A friend of mine runs sports camps back uh, back home in Saskatchewan, where I'm from. And I'm going to be doing sports camps with underprivileged youth. So the sports that I love to do, um, like the biking, the rock climbing, uh, the whitewater rafting, I've arranged with different partners to be able to give them um, those or give them a taste of those sports uh for free, and we're going to bring them out and coach them through it, and um, yeah, start doing those camps. And through that, through doing those camps, I would love to. I'm also bringing out uh, other influential people that I like to work with, that are really positive, upbeat people to pass along both the love of the sport and the attitude, that positive attitude that comes with it. So that would be my dream come true. Would we'll be doing sports and fitness camps for uh, the rest of my life? Yeah. That's fantastic. I, yeah, I sometimes get very strong images and I just say it out loud. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but if I'm right, I'm right. And if it's, no, you're idea, right. Yeah. Yeah. I just got a really strong image. I just saw that in your future, but, um, yeah. that's amazing. I certainly wish you all the best with all your endeavors. I wish you well with your new show that's coming up. It's airing tomorrow, correct? That's right. It starts airing tomorrow. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Ricky, I can't thank you enough for your time, and this has been lovely. I love talking to people who are on fire, people who are walking their talk, people who are just living a life of yumminess. Clearly, you embody that, and I I appreciate your time of an hour to share that with the rest of us and the listeners. And uh, and maybe down the road, we bring you back and see what's going on, what any new developments, and I imagine that's pretty fast-paced. I think things change for you quite rapidly. So um, I wish you the best with everything. Again, I thank you for your time. Listeners, I want to thank you for your loyal listenership. I'm Lisa McDonald, your host. This is my show, Carpe Diem. I go live every Friday, 11.04 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with the Contact Talk Radio Network. If you have any show topic ideas or you wish to appear as a potential guest on my show, feel free to kindly reach out to me at either my website, which is lisamcdonaldauthor.com, and McDonald is spelled M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D, or alternatively, you can reach me at McDonald 13 at gmail.com would love to hear from you always really excited to hear the feedback uh, and suggestions and input so thank you again you're what makes the show the show and uh, I just want to wish everybody a fantastic safe weekend love and gratitude to everybody from Dundas Ontario Canada all my love you take care Ricky all my best awesome thanks for having me pleasure
been listening to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. For more information, please go to Lisa's website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.